millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. back to Rule the Roost podcast. Um, yeah, an international break. Nobody likes an international break, do they? I, I really don't think anybody does at all. Um, other than people that support like League Two clubs and are just weird, like whatever. I don't know. Do you, do you, anybody listening, do you, do you like international breaks? If you do, stop listening. Fuck off. Do one. I just want club football. That's all I want. Um, but to talk about club football today, I'm very happy to be joined by... I mean, this is this is a uh, this is in the prism of football now, Joe. Right, Joe Barton is his name. Right, I, I kind of I should have said his name before I started going into my little bit. But in the prism of football, are you sort of prepared for everybody to be saying like, "Oh, you used to play for Man City and Marseille and everything like that"? Do you, do, you, do you actually, Joe? I'm, I'm, yeah. Before I sort of let you sort of talk and introduce yourself. Do you get much of that? You know when people like somebody called Liz Truss on Twitter gets like loads of shit every single week? Yeah. Do you John, get any of that? I used to. I, well, I used to be at Joey Barton on Twitter like years ago. I had the at, at Joey Barton um, Twitter name and I used to get a, I, I mean, I used to get it. And that was when he was playing as well. So every weekend I just used to get hun- well, hundreds, a lot of this very abusive messages. And it really made me like wonder why any anyone in the public eye has a, has a Twitter feed because it was like it was sort of relentless and it, and it's even though it wasn't like they're not aimed at me <laughs> they were it's still quite unpleasant to read loads of messages basically calling you a dickhead every week so I used to get it, I get it a lot um, but then I I changed my my Twitter handle and and he retired from football and and he sort of he's kind of he's not as in the public eye anymore but I get it sometimes. I still get it. I still get it uh, uh, occasionally. And there's because um, there's him, and there's also the um, there's a Republican senator in America who got caught up in a a, a a sex scandal. He's called Joe Barton. So I've got if it's not him, it's the other one. It's just the cursed name, man. You just need to do something bad now to make it a hat trick, mate. That's yeah. it. You know, but <laughs> but for anybody that's not aware, Joe is also Joe. You, you know, you're you're in the public eye as well now, mate. You know, you can ask yourself that. Like this is. Joe's a, Joe's a writer. He's written many films and television programs that you probably will have seen. But today I'm getting you in, in, in your capacity as a as a Spurs fan. Um, although to tap into that actually, mate, like you do you do like to sneak little kind of Spurs Easter eggs into a lot of stuff that you yeah. write, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I can. What are like the most noteworthy ones do you think in particular so far? Um, there was uh, in, I did a show called Geary Hadji. And there was a character who it wasn't going to, he, it, it, you don't know much about him. And then when you, there's a scene where they go to his childhood bedroom, I just remember like writing a quick note to the production designers. Like, oh, could we just, just like put a 
like a Spurs poster in there or something, and they like they filled it up. <laughs> it's like they completely filled the room with Spurs memorabilia and stuff. So you sort of see this guy's whole life is is Tottenham, and then he gets run over by a car in the next scene, um, which felt which felt accurate. Um, so that I did. I've got a show called The Lazarus Project, which was just on Sky, and the villain of that piece, um, played by Tom Burke, is a character called Rebrov. Um, as a little nod. Um, I thought it was, you know, talisman. I thought it was. I, I, did, I, I wasn't so sure, but it's great. It's a great yeah. show, by the way. Great show. Um, you know, I've, I've got you on my podcast. I'm going to brown nosy here now, Jay. Ah, so, right. but it is a it's a great show. The Ritual was one of my favourites of yours, actually. I love a bit oh, of rural kind of horror, and it's uh, it's a great one. That good good Spurs stuff in that as well. Yeah, there's a little little Spurs scarf that turns again. The character gets murdered. Um, quite. <laughs> He gets beaten to death in the first scene, and then um, they do a little, um, a little sort of, a little funeral thing for him, and they all put put something of his down and 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 have a drink and stuff. So there's a little little Tottenham fan, little Tottenham scarf in there as well. The Tottenham are quite, um, they're actually quite easy to deal with sometimes, um, if you if you want to get, like some clubs just won't let you. The Tottenham, are, I mean, they're not like the easiest, but they will if you ask uh, nicely enough. They will let you use their their stuff. So. That's interesting. I didn't know in 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 the sort of in the fiction world you'd have to kind of get permission from the club to 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 attach them into stuff. I guess it's I guess it's ultimately they don't want like a character that's what, a, a paedophile or something being draped in their colours. I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, that's one to try. I've got a, I've got um, a film that's it's shooting at the moment, but there is a character that turns up in an Arsenal shirt, which I I wrote as a West Ham, but he's, he turns up in an Arsenal shirt and he's like he's. He's not like a paedophile, but he's a bit he's a bit of a wrong man. And sometimes I'll put in like if there was I, I did a show a couple like years ago, um, this World War One show, and there's obviously like quite a lot of people getting shot and stuff. And I used to, I think there was like there was definitely a private Wilshire in there. And <laughs> just, <you know. laughs> it's, it's funny that actually you, you, you talk about that because I, I watched the um, that series The Boys, and yeah. one of the main characters. I don't know if you've seen it, but like mm-hmm. one of the main characters in that, a, a guy called Butcher, he. They go back to his childhood bedroom, and yeah. it's it's half and half scarves and stuff. Yeah, it's it's he's supposed to be like this Ardnut West Ham fan, and I think there's is it Brentford, I think, in there, and it's um oh, what was it? Because I had I tweeted about this as well. Like it, yeah, it's West Ham and like is it? I think it was Charlton. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Charlton. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, that. and I I couldn't tell if it was just supposed to be the brother supported one or he supported the other, or if it was just uh, a sort of a. Uh, little hiccup in a in an american production i think it must have been that because the whole thing about that is like his dad's supposed to be like terrifying a complete like nutcase and you think the dad's gonna support one of those teams and he's not gonna let the other kid have the wrong scarf on the wall do you know what i mean it's just not gonna happen is it it's just not gonna happen good show but pe- people were, yeah, it's a good show but loads of people on twitter were like oh yeah i did that like i my my you know my brother supported um, whatever Chelsea and I support Fulham or something. She's like, what sort of, what family environment is that? <laughs> it would never happen. It's wrong, and the kids, are, you know, <laughs> children should be put into, into care or something. Um, all right, this is this is a good start, isn't it? Let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Tottenham, shall we? Let's talk about Spurs. We uh, yeah. uh, we've just come out the back of beating Leicester City six yeah. two. Um, not a good weekend for for Leicester in a, in a Tottenham. Uh, perspective either because the women's team actually beat Leicester this weekend yeah, as well yeah, yeah. good start to the season um, but you know 6-2 and it still kind of felt like we just got it over the line and that that sounds sort of weird to say 
But it, if, were it not for some, were it not for us scoring six goals, and I, 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 I'm completely aware of how stupid this sounds, but were it not mm. for Son's kind of, you know, heroics as he came off the bench, it, it probably could have been a, a, a nastier game. Um, mm. What did what did you feel about it, mate? I've I think I've I mean I felt so sort of euphoric afterwards, obviously just because of the the son narrative, and it was a bit like um, the um, the the Bergwijn last minute you know winner against them last season, where you're like because of how it ends, you you come out feeling brilliant, but you'd like, you like it, it was quite close to being a very different. Story, I get. I mean, you know, Hugo pulls off a really good save at I think three two or two two. I think three two. I think it would. Have, I think they would have equalised. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Oh, if that goes in, it's a totally different thing. But I, you know, I, I it's a weird one because we did we we we're sort of relentlessly getting results and getting points, but it 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 doesn't overall feel like we've clicked and I'm, I don't know if that's just how we're going to play like that's just context like this right these are the players we've got and this is the best way for us to to grind out results and we're just going to do this all season and be a bit sort of frustrating but you know successful which would be which would be fine but it, it's it's it it is like it often the experience of watching Tottenham is at the moment is great because because you know unbeaten apart from in, in the Champions League and that's Brilliant, but you so often you watch, you think, "Fucking hell!" Like we're not playing well, and 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 I don't know how much of it is is luck and how much of it this is the plan. But it, we have felt like we've been we have been riding our luck a fair bit this season. So uh, I've I've seen this kind of argument made that part of the problem for us at the moment as Spurs fans is that our only kind of prism of should we say success or not even success, but when Spurs have been good, the only way we've been able to view that really is when we've kind of been under, let's say, Yol for a little bit, Redknapp, Pochettino, when mm. we were sort of teams that dominated possession, that we played the ball around nicely, um, and we ended up kind of winning sort of with a flourish, but quite often being undermined in fixtures that you that we probably should have been winning as people are saying in inverted commas but now at the moment we're just quite sort of miserably like you sort of allude to there grinding out results and it, it feels like oh we're getting lucky here but really when you kind of when you stop to sort of reflect on most of the games that we play we're not really conceding many chances we're largely sort of controlling games even though it, even though we're sort of we're, we're trained to sort of view the control of a football match through just having possession of the football, mm. we are sort of restricting the opposition to doing stuff. So is it is it more that we're just we're just not used to kind of being this good, maybe, but good in a way that doesn't feel as satisfying, perhaps? Yeah, I know. I mean, I t- I, def- I definitely think it must. But I mean, I I, I it, it feel like this this is the plan. Like this must be the plan, and 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 you know, maybe we're just used to, you know, we saw like a really bad version of this when particularly that Mourinho period when we'd sort of would, you know, go one nil up against Wolves or Villa or whoever, and then inevitably just fucking throw it away because we played bad. And it's like, it's almost sometimes feels like we're playing like that, but, but doing it properly and, and effectively. And that is, I mean, 
and all the people I sort of follow or listen to that, you know, are, are sort of um, tactically nuanced, uh, you know, know about tactics in football, seem to be saying the same thing, which is that, you know, yeah, you, you, you slightly give up control of the midfield and, you know, play into the, play into the, the, the wide men or the, or the wing backs. And that's the sort of, that's, that's the, that's the plan and it, and, it, and, and it is working. But yeah, we're sort of used to that. It's just not very swashbuckling, is it? No, it's not fun. I, I, you know, I don't like it. I like seeing the results, obviously. It's great looking at the table now, seeing Tottenham still unbeaten, up there punching with Manchester City and they who shall not be named. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think this is... Uh, I was talking sort of after, right after the match on the weekend, that... It feels like the sort of the perfect in, encapsulation of Tottenham season, everything that we're doing so far, just in so much as objectively, we're clearly very good. You know, we've won 6-2. We've managed to kind of bring off off of the bench a player that's been much maligned this season, obviously had a fantastic career with us for the most part, but still had an indifferent start, but has come off the bench and scored a hat-trick um, in what, I think 12 minutes or something like that. Really showing you kind of the quality, and I guess it's a, it's a timely reminder to to many of us and to just sort of the wider footballing world that you know that Spurs have some real real quality in our team that we can we can play not. I don't even know if it's like we're not playing well or we're playing well or not well, but we can play in a way that doesn't seem particularly great, but mm. still come away with a massive result like that, but still feel like I'm. I mean. I'm not overly buzzing about the fact that we won 6-2 in a normal way, but I'm still happy about it. I, I don't know. I just Maybe I just don't know. Maybe my feeble, my, my feeble <laughs> mind doesn't know how to, to process this sort of level of football, perhaps. You know? it's, it's just sort of there's an efficiency to it, I guess, which is, it just, it is different. I think it is, does feel different for us particularly, but I don't know. Like I've, it's, I'm fine with it as long as we keep getting results, but as soon as we go through a, a bad patch, which inevitably we will, I think there's, that, that's when it. That's when the sort of, um, I, I mean, that's when people will start to get really sort of antsy about it. I mean, and even but if you look at like the, the you know, the the games this season, like the Chelsea game, which obviously you go you go away completely buzzing because we we equalised in the last minute against you know hated rivals. Like, how are you not going to be excited? But actually, we were so lucky not to lose that game. Like, mm. they, they've missed some really good chances and on another day we could have fucking you know four, we could have lost that by you know four four goals three goals whatever it, it, we got totally lucky there I don't think we got lucky against you know Leicester I think there was there was a game plan I think you know there was a few sort of stupid mistakes from what was young Sanchez mostly but you know or you know Lenguet didn't have a brilliant game blah 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 and, 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 and we let him into it and, and back into it but I never felt like even when they scored early on, I, I, I felt very confident that we weren't going to lose that game, which is a nice feeling to have. <laughs> which yeah. I have. You know, you don't always have that as a Tottenham fan. But I, I just thought, no, nah, it's fine. We, we, will, we, will get, we will grind this out if we have to. Um, the, the other thing I keep sort of reminding myself of as well is that, you know, in the 16-17 season, really sort of, you know, the last season at White Hart Lane, peak of the Pochettino era, that we were we were flying and the football we were playing was absolutely breathtaking at times. We looked, yeah. you know, we looked amazing, but we still came second to Conte's horrible robotic <laughs> Chelsea side that just yeah. they just they never let up, did they? You know, we we were always there, kind of 
playing with a flourish, if you like, and sort of thinking, as long as we keep this up, they'll slip up sooner or later. And they just never did. They got it over the line. And yeah, I, I remember sort of, it was one of the few times I remember as a Spurs fan, lots of people outside of the club actually seemingly willing us on, saying that we were the best team in the country, one of the best teams yeah. in Europe and everything. But ultimately, it didn't matter, did it? And I mean, if we can be... It's just, <laughs> it's just a shame, isn't it, that... You know, Manchester City are similarly robotic and ruthless and stacked with an insane amount of talent just buying players yeah. like Erling Haaland. Not because they need him, but because they can. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all going a bit SPL, isn't it? Um, it's, yeah, it's very frustrating. It's very But I think it'd be interesting. I mean, that sort of that sort of thing about the sort of roboticness versus the, the sort of the, the exuberance is, is interesting. I think... That I think this this season I can't remember who I it might have been you on Twitter someone was making this point on Twitter that this that's almost the sort of Arsenal and Spurs narrative and I think that's almost been sort of flipped around so that's like I think they're the they're running around like you know like headless chickens and we're just sort of doing our thing week in week out and it'd be interesting to see over the course of a season mm. which method is going to pay dividend. It's fucking. I can't be bothered. I'll talk about, you know, I've actually, I've, I've got a sort of vague running order and toward the end, I've literally just got fucking Arsenal written on there. So um, <laughs> we will, we will give them a bit of time, but let's, let's stay on the, let's stay on the good stuff at the moment. Son, um, touched on him previously, point to prove. I mean, we just have to fucking love him, right? I mean, that's, I, I, I was even starting to not, not doubt him as such, but, well, I guess maybe doubt is maybe that is maybe that's what I did have creeping in that I was Gentlemen. starting to think maybe last year was his like his swan song he won the golden boot he was amazing and now he's he's on the decline but I mean unbelievable like unbelievable that first goal yeah. in particular of that hat trick is incredible incredible well, like, no it's amazing I mean that's, that's the thing about son isn't it like it but that's but with any footballer, you realise how transactional the relationship is. Yeah. That it, you know, it does complete. You know, you love, love. You know, you love them. You love them until, until they are, until they are not helping you and the team anymore. And even the most beloved footballers, everyone eventually, you know, will leave or will retire or will stop being as good. It happens to everyone, and you and you do start to worry because the thing with some players is there is just like another level of of narrative about them. And Son has that narrative, which is that you know he's just even though none of us know him personally. He just seems like he is a really nice guy. Seems like he loves the club, you know, signed the contract, did all the stuff we wanted to do. And, and you know, as long as he's also <laughs> being one of the best footballers in the world, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all great. And you take away that very key bit, which is which is him being good at football. And it start, and, and, and it very does, it, it really quickly, um, it's interesting how quickly the relationship can start to, not sour, maybe slightly curdle, or you, you know. And the thing about Son is, he's is, he is quite a streaky player. And when he's not, when it's not going for him, I think sometimes he, I think sometimes maybe the way he plays makes him look a bit worse when he's not on it because he's, you know, he loses the ball quite a lot, or he tries. And if you know the things he tries to do, if they work, they're incredible. But if they don't work, it's like ah, oh, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm. it's broken down, curd and that. And so, for a sort of like casual viewer like myself, if you're not 
paying attention to the stats or or his other sort of contributions to the team. I think it's easy just to sort of have one eye on the game and see him lose the ball again or or or, or scuff a shot or whatever and be like, ah, oh, shit, he's you know it's over. He's done. He's he's on the downfall. But um, no, it's amazing. I mean, it was just brilliant and it was so nice to. It's like you know, seeing this sort of this guy that we all love come back and, and, and prove you know prove himself in such in such a spectacular way you know first Tottenham player to ever score a hat-trick coming off the bench you know 13 minutes and they were really beautiful goals particularly the first two and I thought it was interesting as well his celebrations were quite um but I think the second one he did the sort of the shushing you know like he he's sort of nice guy but I think he you could tell that it, I think it really had been getting to him and he and he was sort of doing the he wasn't going for the like relief like celebration and and limbs and all that he was going for the you know shushing the cameras like no I'm, I'm still here it's so it must have been i think it must have been really playing with his mind yeah it was it, it's a good point it was a real sort of fuck you element to it wasn't there as in like yeah. you know don't doubt me it's so it, the the funny thing is that you talk about that like the the nice guy thing because there's there's quite a few opposition fans that just they detest him yeah. they absolutely <laughs> detest son they've got this whole thing of like everybody thinks he's nice but he's actually horrible and yeah. it's just he's competitive he's competitive elite athlete like <laughs> you know of course he's going to try and score against your team like it's uh it's very interesting though isn't it the the tr- the transactional sort of nature of of football that you're talking about there because we we are, we are very quick to just say oh this is why we'll never fucking win anything it's too much sentiment we're sticking with so- yeah he won the golden boot and he scored a load of goals for us before and being one of our best players ever probably but he's had four games now where he's yeah. not performed this is why we won't win the league because of him um <laughs> but then <laughs> when we uh, have a, a horror season under Jose Mourinho and Ryan Mason and then hire Nuno Espirito Santo. We wonder why, and we get affronted when Harry Kane wants to leave the club. You know, it's yeah. it's. Yeah. It, I know it hurts on a personal level, but maybe we need to sort of learn to balance these kind of emotions and, like you say, view it a bit more like a transactional thing. Um, I guess the the changing element there is that Son arguably could have gone to somewhere else and he didn't. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting what players, you know, the supporters really take to their heart. I mean, you see it with like Lamella. All he had to do was, you know, he just, you know, well, a run about and kick people, and occasionally do something really amazing. And then, you know, enough Instagram photos when he's being a bit coy is, and it's like, oh fuck, he cut him and he bleeds blue and white. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's just the narratives we we put up, and you get other, you know, other players who were who are really good but just never quite people don't warn to them because they don't we don't we perceive them as not loving Tottenham as much as we do and so they they never quite you know get get the love it's 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 fascinating I think it is fascinating but he's he's obviously just a very likable guy um but we you know I don't know how much of that is just us projecting that onto him as well it's funny though is it because it is true like you know if you think about someone like Dimitar Berbatov I would say mm. he's easily one of the best players I've ever seen in a Spurs shirt, but because yeah. of the way he left, he's it's not he's not really ever spoken about and uh, by Spurs fans. You know, he's not yeah. really held up. Um, so I, well, I guess it, we're not just. I mean, we do have emotions, don't we? Right, most of us do anyway, and yeah. I guess that's the whole that's the whole package, isn't it? For being a for being a football fan, really, it's it's not just about. 
what they're able to do. It's kind of how they do it and how they make us feel and everything like yeah, that as yeah. well. But that's, I mean, that goes back to your point about at the moment, like the results are brilliant, but the experience isn't. And I think it comes down to that. Well, what are you looking for from mm. football? Like what, 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 what do we actually, actually, actually want? You know, do you want to watch your team and feel completely fucking breathless and occasionally feel devastated but occasionally feel brilliant or do you want to just feel sort of seven out of ten every week and and kind and kind of good about it it's the same and like you say it's the same reason why people don't love Berbatov as much as they love I don't know even like uh, the players that have left like Bale like you know he he was as desperate to leave as Berbatov but then he sort of still seemed a bit you know like he came back and was a bit coy and people do you know what I mean mm. and it's that it's just it's all emotion it's just like and that's what I don't know I mean that's the whole sort of you haven't won a trophy recently brigade is is it's mad because you, you get the same sort of amount of joy or despair or whatever almost outside of the narrative of <laughs> statistical um you know points on the board I don't anyway, I don't know what I'm saying but yeah it's interesting it's all passion and it's all uh, nonsense it's all stuff for proper <laughs> proper football man yeah that's it no but I know I know what you mean though like Ajax felt every bit as good if not better than seen as win the league cup previously yeah. you know but what war, war a trophy for Spurs as what? the uh, as the same goes um in this uh, in this game you did see Conte switch to the three in midfield so he had he, for the sort of tail end of the game we saw Basuma come on alongside Hoybier and Bentancur, um, and instantly we looked better. We sort of finally did get that grip on the game, and that probably played into not to take anything away from his individual brilliance, but it probably did play into Son being able to to get his hat trick. Um, the sort of the, the dominance and pressure we could exert on Leicester in the tail end of the game. Um, mm. Does that make it all the more painful that Antonio Conte is obviously just going to completely bin this off immediately? <laughs> because it, yeah. it seems like it's something we've been crying out for. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'm absolutely, I think he's going to bin it. I mean, it's, it's it, uh, yeah, Basuma's, I'm really excited that we that we got him. I think he looks amazing. I think it's brilliant for Brighton. I, you do, it's, again, it's that thing of like, well, it'd be great if we could control the midfield and play some nice football and stuff. And you think maybe that would be, that'd be one of the ways of doing it but I think you know I mean look we were we were you know winning against a not very good team um who were desperate for points and they just fucking were they played into our hands and and you know that 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 the three in the midfield looked really good because I think anything was going to look good against that team that they were getting desperate they were getting panicky and, and it all sort of worked I think absolutely he'll 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 bin it off but I I I, I mean I, I always think to a degree of sort of obviously trusting the manager who knows <laughs> more than I do. But it's that thing. I remember when everyone was like, if, why isn't he, Ndombele and, and Giovanni Lo Celso. Like we, we remember everyone was desperate for that, that those two to play together. And yeah. that was going to be the thing that was going to answer all of our problems. Like, why isn't he doing it? Why isn't he doing it? Why isn't he playing? And then, you know, you know, <laughs> fucking useless. Um, so maybe it's that. Maybe it's just, you got to trust that he knows what he's doing. And uh, but yeah, I, I I was very excited to see those that those players playing in that way, and um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see it next game. But I know I, I totally understand that he's not going to give up his principles because of because of you know half an hour against Leicester. It's just so frustrating, isn't it? Because like you say, it, being on the whether you're in the ground or 
sat on a sofa or whatever watching a game. It's sometimes there are just some things that just seem so obvious, like or, or at least in a in a layman sense to us, it's like why why are they not doing it that way? Why? Like, <laughs> I know you're like really like kind of experienced and you get paid millions of pounds a year to do this, but sh- surely, surely you must be able to see it the way I'm seeing this because what? Well, yeah, why are you doing that? Are you an idiot? Why are you doing that? And then, like you say, they either end up, but then, but then sometimes they do get proven wrong, right? I, I can't think of an example here, but in short, what I'm trying to say is I know more than Antonio Conte. Why Me, a podcaster. Yeah, exactly. Why is he not coming to the podcasters? Right? I don't I don't get it. I think I think more problems would be solved in the world just in general if people just came to podcasts. Uh, other than I mean, well, we might have some interesting ones if they went to Joe Rogan, wouldn't they? But um <laughs> Derek Dyer's doing it. Or other such oh yeah. Well Derek Dyer's kinda of, he's a funny one, Eric Dyer, because he's he seems like such a sort of progressive good lad, but he's got all these mm. idols which are all these kind of questionable questionable men. Yeah, your Joe Rogan's and that is it Portnoy, this the the barstool guy that rates oh. pizza and stuff. Because um. he was Eric Dyer as well was quite. I think he was like the only footballer that ever slightly expressed an opinion on Brexit as well. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a bit anti-Brexit, which you got to love him for. But yeah, um, he's yeah he's got he's got some um, questionable uh, Instagram <laughs> friends. <laughs> he's not he's not on the Lucas Moura level <laughs> of questionable online uh, activity, but he's, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think Eric Dyer is a good lad. I think he's just, um, I think he's just keeping an open mind. I think he's just, um, you know, you have to listen to, to even people you disagree with sometimes. And I, 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 I like to think that's what he's doing. I do also think that like, and uh, this is the sort of thing you get in trouble for saying, but I do, I do think that footballers like they live a life completely removed from the likes of us right they they, mm. they they're swept up into academies when they're even younger than probably 10 11 years old now and from that point onwards if they're if they're going to the very top at least yeah they don't really interact with people other than to kind of go into a shop every now and again or when somebody's serving them drinks or food or something like they're just yeah, they're just yeah, yeah. operating these strange little bubbles. I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of the way in which they view the world is so completely removed from normal people. It's hard to kind of gauge their thoughts and feelings amongst kind of the consensus at, at our level, if you like. <laughs> but <laughs> it is. What yeah. It where's, is, I mean, where's he, where, where are they getting all that? Where would you get your opinions from? Where would you form your sort of political or social beliefs? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, in the, if you're in Tottenham, like, what, you know, if you're Eric Dyer, like, who are you chatting to about anything? It's, you know, what I mean? just loads of other millionaires, you know, that's, that's yeah. it. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But like you say, within that context, he does seem like a good guy. And he's also young. This is the thing as well. Like, he's a young guy at the end of the day. You know, he's, hmm. I've, I've had some probably terrible opinions and stuff at various different ages when i look back on it facebook on this day is always a handy one for that actually um (laughs) the less said about that the better um cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Emerson Royale, he didn't start the game, um, which was probably music to many people's ears. It wasn't Jed Spence that got the nod. He didn't even make the bench this time, which was... Who knows what's going on with that one? Um, it might just be as simple as as uh, Flav from the Fighting Cock the other day was saying. He's a player that's come from the championship. Like, just give him mm. a bit of time. It yeah. probably isn't much deeper than that. Um, but yeah, Emerson Royale. Perisic started out on the right. Emerson Royale was dropped. Came on towards the end of the game. And actually, I think, sort of reminded people of the fact he is pretty solid. He's not spectacular, but he's a decent kind of player. I mean... Do you feel that he gets undue stick or do you think it's all pretty reasonable? Um I don't know. I mean I just I mean I just will parrot the sort of the the uh, everyone's opinion on him I think which is that you know it our system seems to rely so much on on the wing backs and when you have one who's just I think he's like I think he's 7 out of 10. I think he is a good player who isn't spectacular and is never going to you know, if if we're if we're looking at that part of the pitch or that position to be a potential game changer, like you feel like he's never going to be that. But yeah, like he's good. I mean, but you think about you know, you know, going back to like a Kyle Walker or something like tight, slightly different sort of different sort of formation and stuff. But like in that sort of area of the pitch, you you think about the, some of the sort of quality players that that are around, and he's like he's good, man. He's fine, but he's not. You're never like, oh, great. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's all right. You know, he's, oh, you, you, you're like worried he's injured or you're not worried, you know, you're not excited that he's coming on. He's just, he's, 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 he's good. But I don't, I don't think he just, it, it feels like, uh, he's, he feels like he won't be here in, in a year or two. Uh, right. I, that's what it feels like. It feels like the manager when he, when he has someone he feels he can rely on more or when, when there's, I mean, we bought someone, right. He, he, and then, um, loaned him back, uh, in, uh, in Syria. Right, yeah, so Joggy, he's he's left sided though, unfortunately. Is he left sided? Oh, yeah. Fucking, that's not help us at all. <laughs> well then I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, basically I'd, he seems like he's a he's perfectly decent footballer, but it do, he doesn't particularly get that's it. your seat. Isn't it? He's just he's, I think his biggest crime is that he's meh, really. I mean I I can't hmm. I mean, maybe he's done stuff that he's not spoken about, but the biggest crime in the sporting sense is that he's he's pretty meh. And uh, it it does seem, it does seem strange. Like I do think he's solid. I think he's pretty dependable. But it does seem strange that, given that we got this system that relies so heavily upon those kind of wing backs, full backs, whatever you call them, um, that we didn't that we didn't sort of press harder to get somebody that we thought was of a of a better quality because. We we've clung on to Matt Doherty. He's not played him at all. Mm. Um, it seems to be that that's more injury related than anything tactical or personal or anything like that. Seems like the injury was maybe worse, and consensus had led us to believe it was. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just it just seems like a strange one to me because I feel I find myself sort of sticking up for him a bit, but I don't particularly like him, and I don't particularly think he's he's good enough. I just 
I just don't really see what we can do about it right now. Um, other than, I mean, I, the thing is, like, I'm a, I'm definitely a hit and hope kind of person. So I'd like to see us just chuck Jed Spence in and see what he can do because he does look kind of in the YouTube compilations I've watched. You know, <laughs> he he looks he looks bullish and he looks kind of physically up for it. He looks mm. technically sound. He just kind of looks like the sort of player that we. A Premier League club does go and buy, and yeah, you know, somebody like Leicester buys, and they end up looking quality, and you wonder why the fuck we didn't buy him, and then Man yeah. City buy him. You know, it's that kind of player. Yeah, you do. You do, yeah, exactly. Another if another team bought him, they'd be playing him, and they'd and they'd be really excited. It's that thing of like we're not very, we're just we're not that exciting at the moment to watch, and you feel like he is an exciting player. And I'm like you, I've watched some YouTube of him, and that's based all of my opinions on that and it's like that thing of like you know the more a player doesn't play the sort of better they become in your mind and maybe it's just that you just got to assume but yeah it would be it would be great to see him and maybe once you know uh i don't know carlin cup or fa cup start coming around we, we, we hopefully we'll see him a bit more let's hope so um so it's international week this week boo there was a <laughs> call up for eric dyer back in the england team Can't i work. thought it was uh yeah, he he deserved it um, definitely because I mean look, Harry Maguire can't be keeping him out of the team, can he? At the moment, he's been awful. He's not even playing, I don't think. Um, but what side of the fence are you on with international call-ups? Because I see quite a few people who are they don't really cheer about it. You know, they're kind of they're more sort of annoyed that there's greater potential for our players to become fatigued or to pick up an injury or maybe even lose their form because of something happened to them on international duty. Paul Robinson, for example, a prime example of the sort of the toils of, of international football and the effect it can have on club form. Um, yeah. Are you, I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm quite happy about it. I, I sort of think it's, it's good for morale. Eric Dyer's sort of on record yeah. saying he wanted to be back in the, in the England team. And I think, I think it's mostly a good, th- I'm not particularly that asked about international football, if I'm brutally honest, it's always about yeah. club football for me, but from the player side of things, I think it's, I'm sort of happy to see him back in it. Yeah, it's really important for them, I think. So I think some players it's more important than others. You get the sense for Eric Dyer is it is important for him and it is like almost a litmus test for him about how well his career is going, how happy he's going to be. You know, obviously someone like Harry Kane sort of will live and breathe it. Um, I, but I, I think it sort of it changes from player to player. Like obviously the concern about injuries is there and it's always going to be there. And you just think every time there's an international break, I just think, well, this, you know, Kane's going to just, He's going to break his ankle or something, scoring against Andorra, and you know, and it's just going to be the end of our season. But it is important to them, and I think you've got to, you know, as well as the sort of physical element, there is a sort of psychological element that's really important in sport. And I, I guess you weigh up a them being satisfied versus b them being really hungry to prove themselves, and which would actually be more helpful for us as a team. I, I don't, I don't know how much it is in it to be honest, but I do think that 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 you know players sort of respond well if 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 things it, it's like with son you know if 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 players feel like things are going well and they're playing well and they're in form that that can that can almost be like a, a you know a self perpetuating emotion you know if if they feel like they're doing badly on the pitch and they're out at the the national team then maybe that that does affect them negatively and it, i think it probably is is reliant on on what each individual player is like, but I'm I'm happy for him, and he definitely deserves to be there. And I mean, I love I love World Cup and Euros, but uh, yeah, I hate every, every other part of international football is complete fucking 
pain in the ass. Well, it's just weird, isn't it? Now we're, we're having, is it Nations League, I think, these next couple of weeks? Which, is that what it is? I didn't it, even know who we'd play it, man. <laughs> you know, it, in this year when we're having this sort of bizarre World and it's going to be weird, the World Cup, being at the time it is, right? Yeah. I'm, obviously, I know, I know how this goes, like give it a couple more months whenever it starts and everyone's in the pub watching it. Drinking mulled wine or Guinness or whatever it is. Don't at have that like time mince, of year. mince pies and World Cup. It's going to be really, really weird. Is it? I, what? When is? Is it actually over December? Yeah. So it's the Premier League comes back on for the Boxing Day fixtures, but right. I think the World Cup will have ended like two. I think like a couple of days before Christmas Eve or something mad like that. I can't remember. Is that have a look? Right, World Cup final. Here we go. I really, I really thought someone, a player or a team or someone was going to come out and and properly make a stand and boycott this World Cup as well. I, I did. I sort of did as well, you know. So I think you think if I was if I was a professional player, I'd say something. But <laughs> maybe you wouldn't. Eric Dyer, his brain addled by Joe Rogan, <laughs> 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 refusing to make a humanitarian stand. But it is actually completely fucking ridiculous that it's happening. And people people have literally died. People have literally been enslaved and died making these stadiums um, for this r- regime that, it, by any measure, is just app. You know the human rights atrocities, and it's just. It's, it's just it is just bonkers I mean it is it is one of these things isn't it like I'm not going to go too like fucking tanky about it at the moment but it's just it, it, it is kind of one of these situations where you realise that ultimately sometimes some things just happen and if there's enough money involved mm. nothing's going to happen you, you, you kind of grow up with this idea that no people 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 won't do that really people are ultimately good right you know I know yeah. there are bad people and goodwill goodwill out if you like but you, we sort of as you say we're seeing this unfold before our very eyes and the the, the awful thing about it is even as a fan I want to I, I really want to say that like I'm you know what I'm not going to watch it I'm not going to register it because it's terrible all these awful things but I know I'm going to watch it yeah. I know I will and I know I'm going to like enjoy it probably and it's I don't want to, but I just, I know that I will. Um, maybe that's a weakness in my character. I don't know. That's what some people might say. Yeah, but it sounds like actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, 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 it is quite strange, isn't it? That we, we are just sort of walking into this kind of yeah. horrific thing. It feels like yeah. something that is, is of a work of fiction, right? It's. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's mad. And it, it's, but yeah, like you say, we are all just going to, we're going to sit there and we're going to watch it. And if we win it, we're going to cheer. And there'll be some, you know, there'll be a couple of articles and stuff about it. And But yeah, I think I think that's it. It's going to just completely, it'll do what they want it to do, which is to slightly sports wash that nation. And oh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, it's, you know, we had the World Cup in Russia not that long ago and it's it's the same thing happened then. And um, that's football, baby. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's grim, isn't it? It's just in a, in a lesser extent, but in a, in a, Another grim wave. If we even think about Brazil, you know, it was a, a country that couldn't really afford to to build a World Cup, build a World Cup, deprive its kind of people of money, and now half of those stadiums are all dilapidated and falling yeah. to pieces anyway. It's it's the yeah, it's the fucking Olympics thing, isn't it? They just yeah, you pump money in and then you leave, and fuck what happens to the, to the people left behind. It's madness. It's bad. We shouldn't even enjoy this sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's all but it, it is it's all grim it really is all grim if you if you really start to kind of poke at it it's uh yeah 
but it is grim and that's that that's what we we're talking about earlier is that thing about actually what is the the minute to minute enjoyment you get out of watching football it, it, it that's why that's why i think it does get get to us when it is not as much fun watching when 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 we're not playing very exciting football like it, that is kind of why you're doing it for those little moments and you slightly ignore all of the bigger pictures um I, I I kind of I often get um I get I get in trouble with people because I I go on too much about the Champions League that never was in the end and everything and how sort of broken you could tell the team were and how sort of broken I felt mm. even just as a fan after out the back of that um I was really like with Pochettino I was like I really felt like it was some sort of destiny for Tottenham to win it that year just everything that was yeah. going our way I really thought we were going to do it I, could, I almost couldn't like process when it when it didn't happen um and it, it, that though because that to me it felt like it was just the culmination of years of this this Pochettino era that we you know we were so connected to the team almost every single player on the team to the manager himself I think the the fan base was as harmonious as I can ever remember it yeah. it, it it all just felt like something was gonna come of that and it would it would have been just it would have been something else. It would have been like a feeling like stronger than any other. You know, I I sort of feel that whatever winning one Champions League, of course you were going to have other people. Oh, I haven't won. Come back to us when you've won three or six, yeah. or when you've won the double, or you've won the Premier League, or this. But I, I know, I know myself, I wouldn't have cared. It would be yeah. like I would have experienced that that ecstasy, and and I know that's kind of why I know that at the moment, at least, anyway. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know if Spurs go and win the Premier League from this point that I won't enjoy it. That sounds stupid to say because I, I can't say until I've been in that position. And I can imagine getting towards the business end of a season and we're still up there in the mix and it's us and Arsenal and Manchester City. And if we're the team that kind of comes out on top of that pile, I dare say it will feel pretty special. It's just the journey is important still though, right? That's yeah. kind of... Yeah, it is the same. Like, like you're saying, like the the the, the semi final, like the game against Ajax. Like, would you have felt on an actual just like, would you have actually felt what, what would the what the emotion of winning the Champions League would have been? I think on a on a par with that. It's just that we would have then been able to say afterwards we won the Champions League, <laughs> and it would have, you know what I mean. It would have been a good cap on it. But as, as a moment, like I don't know if you're ever gonna. I mean that sounds so defeatist. Are you ever going to get better than winning a semi final than than, than than losing the final? But it was an amazing moment, and football is made out of amazing moments. And that's maybe we, we you know, if you're not if you're not getting enough of them, then you start to um, you start to wonder what you can change. I don't know. It's just just win some, not a league cup, <laughs> not a league sorry. cup, but like <laughs> FA Cup upwards. Do that. I mean, FA Cup would be great. But it wouldn't love be wouldn't be the like I would love to win the FA Cup, but also it wouldn't be quite the same as winning like the Premier League or the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't That's... be as good. But they're also like like no no you know Arsenal fans are Chelsea fans whatever like particularly Arsenal fans are always like you haven't won anything, and they've won stuff more recently than us right they've been they've been more successful than us more recently. But they are fucking miserable. <laughs> like yeah. they're not it hasn't made them happy. They're the most like miserable fans I know. And you're like, I mean, yeah, I'd love to, I would, yeah, full disclosure, would like us to win something. That would be great. <laughs> You've got me there. But also, like, look at you. You've won something recently and you fucking hate yourselves. Like, I don't know. It's bizarre. It, it really is bizarre. Um, let, let's talk about them because they, 
they seem like they're quite good again now. Mm. Um, I've sort of I, I watching their. I didn't really watch all of their game. I sort of caught the the tail end of their game yesterday against Brentford. Brentford, one of those sort of sides that going into that game, I was thinking, you know, they might actually be able to spring a surprise on this lot, get a draw, or maybe even beat them. But no, Arsenal showed up, beat them yeah. pretty convincingly. Pretty tough fixture as well. You know, we sort of spoke about their easy start to the season. I mean, Palace away is a pretty difficult game as well. Hmm. I am starting to get the fear. You know, I am starting to get the fear that maybe like, you remember like when Leicester were at the top and people said, oh, yeah. it's all right, the wheels are going to fall off eventually. <laughs> and they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, what if that happens again? And how unbearable that will be. I don't know if you, like, if you see on Twitter now, like Arsenal Twitter has become just this bizarre hive of like stats threading tactical analysis Warra Trophy weirdos but they're also I mean they are completely caught up in just the sort of oh we're just such a such a likeable team of like lovely boys like I love oh Saka and they're all just such such lovely lads and they love playing together and it's like it's such good times you're just like fucking hell I don't know I, I know what you mean like, I, the, the more it goes on the fear does start to slowly it's horrible isn't it <laughs> it's horrible yeah I would genuinely leave the country if they win the Premier League I don't think they will because I don't think ultimately anyone's going to um, win apart from Man City probably but that's you know also it's early in the season and all the sort of cliches people have said about this season are true which is that you know you've got things like obviously the World Cup is in the middle and that's you know unprecedented you've got more subs you've got this you've got that I think they have they are they have got a good team <laughs> I don't say it they have got a good team um, but I don't think they've got a great manager and I do you know if you look at the the the, the one fuck up which which was against their biggest uh, you know the, the hardest game they've had against United that was down you know the manager completely fucked that game with terrible substitutions and I think I don't think he's going to do that every week because I think he's not a terrible manager but I don't think he's fucking elite and I think they will drop points because they don't have as good a manager as they could and I think they are sort of just running on adrenaline and running on fucking vibes and like maybe that maybe that will carry them all the way I mean you know but I also think it's it's also you know, just as possible that that runs out and they'll hit a bad patch and the wheels will come off or, you know, they'll have an injury or, uh, you know, some of the players will go to jail or something. Who knows what's going to happen? But um, it's, <laughs> It should do anyway. But, uh... right. but um, yeah, I don't know. They, 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 are, they, they, they bought well in, in the summer and it's frustrating that, that you know, um, uh, Jesus and um, uh, Zivchenko and, you know, they've, they've plug some of the, the, the gaps they had so uh, absolutely I think they're going to be up there um, but you know fuck it we'll just have to see I've, we're a good team as well they're a good team City a good team um, you know Graham Potter might do something at Chelsea Man United might sort themselves out it'll, it'll be interesting but yeah I, 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 I want them to start losing games now <laughs> it would just it would just be so fucking typical like and uh, my mate uh, Phil he's on the podcast every now and again, he 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 always says that football. If Arsenal actually come and win the Premier League now, football will just start to feel like a personal attack. That <laughs> that we can we, we can have our entire childhoods dominated by them being the best team yeah. in in the country by a long way. Well, maybe not a long way. Manchester United were pretty good, but still a very good team. 
taking our club captain, winning the league at our stadium, you know, mm-hmm. we know all the rest of it. For them to sort of disappear, become actively shit for quite a long time, for us to like suddenly look really good and still not win anything, just <laughs> for them to come back and like win big stuff again. It just, yeah. what's the point? You know, for all this journey and Pochettino and lemons and all this, all that bollocks, you know, what's the point? Yeah, my argument about really enjoying the Ajax game will will start to feel quite hollow if they do win the Premier League. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, there's there's nothing else to say apart from that will be horrific. It will be horrific. I don't think it's going to happen. I I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, I'm also... Don't have any fucking clue, really. I don't know what I'm talking about, so we'll have to see. This is the thing, though, isn't it? It's like a prime example of like life making hypocrites of us all. In the in the respect that we're talking about the the ills of the World Cup and everything, and yet here we are secretly rooting for Manchester City <laughs> to win the Premier League, so we don't have to suffer some Arsenal fans being happy. Like, yeah. it's, you know, human rights. What are those? What about my rights? You know, aren't I also a human? <laughs> True, true, true. <laughs> well, Brighton are up. You know, Brighton are in, in fourth spot or, or fifth or somewhere. They, maybe they'll win the league. Maybe they'll be the next Leicester. Oh, I think they're going to completely tail off now. Potter's gone, which is again a weird one. Graham Potter. I thought you know, I thought he was going to go on to Liverpool or maybe even to Arsenal or something. But Chelsea. Yeah. It's, uh, just, it's just really bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, let's just it's sort of to 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 wrap it up a bit, mate. Like uh, we are coming towards that game against Arsenal. Um, we don't need to go too deep into. Obviously, we're all hoping for a win, but we never usually fare too well at the Emirates. Um, how do you feel that this kind of this Conte system that we're seeing at the moment is gonna is gonna do out there? Because I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a horrible match to watch mm. because they're a team that do like to have the ball. They like to play around, um, and we don't ultimately. We know that. It's, yeah. it's it's going to feel like a 90 plus minutes of just awful, like it's, searing it's, anxiety, right? It's going to feel like 90 plus hours of searing yeah, anxiety. Yeah. That's what it's going to feel like. It's going to be excruciating. I absolutely agree. They like, ha- they like having the ball. They play nice football. They've got a, a, a bunch of players that as soon as they get the ball, you, you, you just, your fucking stomach tightens and you just think, Oh Jesus, here we go. Um, I think it could be a lot like the Chelsea game. I would be really happy if it ended up with the same result. But like I say, I think we got really lucky with that Chelsea game. Um, and, I'm, you know, hopefully our luck's in or they do something stupid and get a player sent off or, do you know, whatever. Xhaka tries to behead Kulusevski or something. <laughs> and, you know, who knows? It's... But like you say, I mean, we've got we've got a bad record, and they, they you know, their, their tails are up, and I'm I'm not looking forward to it. It's gonna be horrible, isn't it? Um, all right, Joe. Well, thanks very much for for coming on today. Um, we were talking about some of your stuff at the at the top of the, some of your stuff. You know, those 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 little <laughs> projects of yours. Um, at the top end of the thing, where can where can people watch that? Gary Hadge's BBC iPlayer, right? Uh, Gary Hedges is on Netflix now. Oh, is it Netflix as well? Um, the Lazarus Project is on Now TV. Um, I don't know where the ritual is. Maybe that's on. It's not. Maybe that's on Amazon. They're out there. They could. Uh, you could find them. Just Google. Have a Google. Get on my IMDb and have a Google. 
Have a good, and you've got a uh, you've got another series of the Lazarus Project coming up, right? That's right. Yeah, man. We start filming this week, um, so I guess that will be out next year. I've got a Netflix show called The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself, which is coming out at the end of August. No, end of August, end of October. That's that's the next thing that's coming out. How do, how do you even have the headspace for Spurs as well on top of all this, mate? Like, you, just, you, you never stop. You never stop. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I work all week and then I take 90 minutes off to feel anxious and upset. <laughs> and then I go back to it. And then I delve back into my projects about post-apocalyptic kind of landscapes. <laughs> yeah. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 